All week we've been talking about the value and impact of a happy marriage plan. On Monday we talked about the marriage equity systems concept. Uh, Tuesday we talked about brand identity theft. Uh, Wednesday uh, we talked about that we're image bearers. Uh, and of course yesterday we talked about uh, the actual the marriage equity plan overview. Uh, today we're going to talk about uh, champion the champion the cause. Uh, so I've got just a few quotes from uh, just marriage quotes from different some famous people like Roger Marx. I was married by a judge. I should have asked for a jury. Mike Myers says marriage can be viewed as the waiting room for death. Woody Allen says marriage is the death of hope. An unknown person said, I used to be married, but I'm much better now. Francis Conroy says, marriage is an exercise in torture. Um, Leonardo da Vinci said, marriage is like putting your hand into a bag of snakes in the hope of pulling out an eel. Uh, here's a person says, a marriage is the tomb of love. Joel Adams says, marriage is give and take. You better give it to her or she will take it away. Uh, Johnny Carson said, marriage men live longer than single men, but married men are a lot more willing to die. Uh, here's another one. A wedding is a funeral where you smell your own flowers. Another one here, uh, Henry Youngman says, the secret of a happy marriage remains a secret. And finally, one person says, when a man steals your wife, there's no better revenge than to let him keep her. <laughs> And so, uh, oh, yeah, Mickey Rooney said, always get married in the morning. That way, if it doesn't work out, you haven't wasted the whole day. So, <laughs> obviously, uh, these folks don't have a clue about God's ideal of marriage. And, uh, but God ordained it. It's something that he established. And uh, one of the things we talked about in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 31 Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and they too shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound. So a husband and wife are designed by God to be a picture of Christ and his church, and really that's really what it's about. And uh, I, I've got a little story on, on the one flesh. So when we were married, uh, actually my mother brought my wife, uh, introduced me to her, but she was just introducing her as a person that she was uh, ministering to. She really had her in mind for my older brothers, my older brother, uh, mother brothers. Uh, Sandra's about 11 years older than me, and uh, of course I always tell that I got the girl. <laughs> but uh, she wasn't too happy about uh, you know us getting married. Um, she wasn't happy about it. She had something planned else planned for her young preacher baby boy. And so it was a little difficult for her, um, and uh, actually it took probably about 25 years for mom to finally say that uh, Sandra was a good wife. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I had a great mother, but she was just a mom looking from her perspective. But I'll never forget, she was really saying a lot of negative things about, my about uh, Sandra, and we were uh, engaged at the time. And I remember telling my mom, I said, Mom, I I'm going to get married. And um, if you don't uh, 
change in how you're talking, you're going to lose your son because the Bible is very clear. And I'm going to leave you and cleave to my wife. <laughs> and we too shall be going flesh. So it did affect our, our mother's relationship a little bit over, over the years. But, you know, one of the problems that happens a lot of marriage is people don't prioritize their marriage. And I think marriage is sacred. And you need to make sure that everybody understands that your marriage is, other than outside of God, your marriage is the first, your first and foremost priority. That's one of the reasons, even me personally, I have a date day. Like today is our date day on Fridays that we spend that quality time together. Uh, but God has called us to be one flesh. And, and when we operate in God's way, in God's design, we, we make an impact all upon the lives of others. I was looking at a, a Bible verse and in, in the, the word where, uh, where Daniel, where in 1 Samuel, chapter 17, verse 29, when David was facing the Goliath, uh, the giant, and they were, of course, rebuking him for even asking questions. And he said in verse 29, and he says, what, I, what have I done? Is there not a cause? And, uh, this, and he was saying, listen, this is going on. This giant is, is standing, and he's, he's uh, mocking God. He's mocking the armies of God. We should do something about that. And I believe that this, this marriage of the world uh, that have taken, that are following the, 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 the image that, the, that Satan has, has painted of marriage is, is a mockery to what God has designed. And we have a responsibility, I believe, as Christ followers to do something about this. We have there's a cause. Uh, it's a cause, and we have something, and we should do something about it. We shouldn't stand by and watch this image of marriage uh, be misrepresented. And we have the opportunity. You know, the God of this world, according to Second Corinthians 4.4, 4, has blinded the minds of unbelievers. That's the light of the gospel, uh, who the image of God should shine. And uh, we have the opportunity to show the image of God to the world through our marriage. But the God of this world has blinded their minds. Ephesians chapter 2 also says, that when we were dead in trespasses and sins and when we walked uh, in this world, we followed the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that's working in the sons of disobedience. We all lived our lives according to scripture and the passion of our flesh, carrying, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and we were by nature the children of wrath. So we've not operated in marriage without Christ. We've not operated. We've operated by the flesh. We've operated by, you know, pleasing ourselves. We've operated... Uh, outside of the love of God, but God, who's rich in mercy because of his great love, and, and Jesus died for our sins, and he made us alive together with him, and by grace we've been saved, and he raised us up, according to verse 6, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ, far above all principality, might, and dominion. Uh, and he has, he has established a new way of operating. And as Christians and Christ followers, we have access to operating in a place of love, the love of God that's shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit, and to really and truly live out the life that the Father God has designed. And there's no reason for a Christian marriage to look like a marriage in the world. In fact, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 says that we're God's workmanship. We've been created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God predestined the plan beforehand that we should walk in them. We are his masterpiece. 
And when people look at our marriages, they should see, and they should see the masterpiece of what God is working. So not just masterpiece from a personal standpoint, but the masterpiece when a man and his wife are operating together. Ephesians chapter 5 says that we're imitators of God, and we're to walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us. And, and it's a fragrant and offering and sacrifice to God. So when God looks at our marriage and when the world looks at our marriage, we should imitate Jesus. We should imitate him and walk in love. And I, and I, I appeal to us as men because Christ set the example. He sets the example for us, and we simply respond to his love. And you and I, as men, we are to operate as Christ and follow his example in how we deal with our wives. Jesus operates with his bride to be, of course, and we should operate with our bride the same way Jesus does. He says he gave himself up for her. He made sacrifices. You know, when we talk about that Genesis verse 126, when God said, let us make man in our image and our likeness, we talked about the fact that we're image bearers. And so our relationship with our wives bears the image of the Father. So the cause is to reestablish this image of marriage, to reestablish this image in the world. And uh, we can do that if we take the challenge. And so there are some things I want you to be praying about with me that will help that, and start that process. The first thing, and this is a website I want you to write down, the website, and you can listen and, and record it, is survey.marriageequitysystems.com. That's survey.marriageequitysystems. And I want to have 10,000 surveys done. These are, the survey only takes five minutes. I'd like you to have you to do the survey and your wife do the survey. And then you share this link with everyone in your network. And I, I need to gather some data about what the condition of, of Christ followers' marriages are today. And then I have another survey. This is pastor, singular, pastor.marriageequitysystems.com, pastor.marriageequitysystems.com, and I want to get a 1,000 surveys from pastors. And this is a survey that asks pastors about the, what they believe the condition of their marriages are. And finally, as we close out, I'm looking to do a project. I'm calling this my 10-10-10 project. We have planned something planned for next year regarding uh, marriage equity and launching a 30-day challenge. But to prepare for that, I'm looking for 10 couples under 45 years of age, 10 years married, not more than 10 years married, not more than two times married. And we're going to take those couples through this marriage equity process. Then I'm looking for 10 couples over 20 years married who have a passion to help younger couples. And we're going to train those couples in this marriage equity process, this marriage plan process. And finally, I'm looking for 10 couples, married couples, who will love to help me get this message of marriage equity out. And we will be launching next year our Marketplace Marriage Support. This, is to be a part, this will be a part of our CBMC ministry. And within that, we will help promote and expand this concept, this ideal of marriage equity. Your marriage is a house, not a car. 
It appreciates in value and it gains value over the years so that the end of your life and the end of your marriage is better than the beginning.